0: Is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Thursday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. Let's get to the three games from last night. All of them very impactful. Leafs with a 6-3 to win over the Red Wings. Outside that pick-up against New Jersey, Toronto is proving to be the best team in the NHL. And something else is starting to happen here. Which, if you're a fan of the Leafs, if you're just a fan of hockey getting the Toronto Maple Leafs to be dominant again for the first time in a feels like decades, they're starting to come together defensively and getting some solid goaltending. And that's something that legitimately concerned me going into this season. We know they can score, but are they going to be able to prevent goals from being scored? Now, Detroit's not a team that's going to go out there and score six, seven goals a night. But... To hold the wings to 33 shots is pretty good for them. Discipline game. Red Wings only had three power play opportunities, and to score the goals that they scored, to be able to win the game that they did, I mean that's pretty significant. You know that that's a game that maybe early in the season ends up being like a seven five crazy shootout. I like the fact that they are getting some pretty decent um, defense. And I think you got to like that. Uh, not an outlandish amount of shots on goal held into just seven in the second period. You know that uh, Detroit's going to get theirs in the third, considering they were trailing. And they get 15 shots on goal to Toronto's eight. But again, <laughs> it's baby steps, but it's not an awful defensive performance. Uh, McElhaney ended up playing pretty well. Uh, Anderson's given you some nice opportunities over the last couple of weeks. So. I'd be a little leery if I'm playing the Wings right now. This seems to be the best team in the NHL, and of course tomorrow we'll have my top five. And Toronto did not sneak into the top five last week. I have a feeling they're certainly going to sneak into the top five this week because they just right now might be the best team in the National Hockey League. Another team that needs to be talked about, they did have a hiccup last week with a couple of losses, the 5-2 St. Louis Blues beating the Chicago Blackhawks. And just a side note, how great was it here, Eddie's Voice again, I know he's missed like three weeks, but still, we hadn't heard him since last year's Stanley Cup Final. We have not really heard from him at all since the announcement that he had colon cancer, but he's going through the chemo, and it was nice to see him back to work. Jaden Schwartz is a nice player for the Blues that doesn't get a lot of talk, and I remember interviewing him back when I was doing NHL Live when he lost his sister to cancer such a good kid and I'm really happy to see that he's starting to turn it on offensively as he went out there and had the hat trick now has five goals on the season because as much as I love the Blues and I think they're getting great goaltending and you know what they can do on the blue line it can't just always be about Tarasenko right other guys are going to have to be able to perform and to see Jaden Schwartz start to come into his own now maybe becoming maybe not an elite player but certainly a player in the conversation uh, I, I think that's pretty important for the St. Louis Blues moving forward. I mean, It's been that other team in the conference, right? Can't get to the Stanley Cup Final since they were an expansion team. They did have that run a couple of years ago to the conference final when they lost to San Jose. But to go out there and beat the Blackhawks, who are now 4-2-1, and that was pretty solid. And the Los Angeles Kings look every bit the team that won the Cup in 2012, went to the conference final in 2013, won the Cup again in 2014, and they... You look at the final score and you say, all right, they beat up on the Montreal uh, Canadiens. And we talk a lot about the Canadians yesterday, so there's no need to repeat uh, their issues. But this was a tough game. I mean, this was a 1-1 game going into the third period. Byron scores to give Montreal a lead. And boy, Canadians are going to need something from Paul Byron. He was so good for them last year, and he didn't get his first goal until last night. But Michael Camilleri ties the game up at one late in the first period. They survive the second period as Montreal, and then all hell breaks loose in period number three. Los Angeles gets four unanswered goals, including the second from Camilleri, and a hat trick in the third period by Adrian Kempe, his first three goals of the season. And Los Angeles, again, the only team in the National Hockey League yet to lose a game in regulation as they continue to march on with a 5-1 win over the Kings, 5-0-1 Los Angeles so far this year. Take a look at the games tonight. Uh, Canucks had a nice win in Ottawa on Tuesday. They'll try to take their talents to Boston tonight. The Bruins kind of mishmash at 2-3. and three. A lot of Ranger and Islander fans excited about the first tilt between these two teams at Madison Square Garden. We talked a lot about the Rangers yesterday and their struggles. Islanders coming off one win in their three-game Western swing. Sometimes when teams come back east after going out west for a while, they could be a little sluggish. They're 2-3-1 and one overall. The Rangers won 5-1 overall. Rangers now 14-18-5 in their last 37 games at Madison Square Garden. We've outlined that. So that's going to be a good one. I'll have the call on that one coming up on 7-10 AM WOR with coverage beginning with Dan Grasso at 6-30 and all the face-off at 7 o'clock. Flyers have been great, 4-2-0. They got a rematch with the Nashville Predators tonight at 7. The last time these two teams got together, it got away from Philadelphia. Nashville kind of found themselves that day at home in the tail end of a, of a road trip for Philadelphia, so that should be fun. Lightning, in the conversation, is the best team in the league, taking on another team that's in the conversation for the best team in the league. Lightning and the Blues, the Blue, uh, Blue Jackets, Blue Jackets 5-1, the Lightning 5-1, one, one. Lightning coming off a tough shootout loss to the Devils while the Blue Jackets took care of the Winnipeg Jets last time out. That should be a fun matchup. 7-30, the Devils are in Ottawa to take on the Senators. Are the Devils for real? They are 5-1, they're taking on a Senator team that just got shot out, as we mentioned, by the Vancouver Canucks, 3-1-2. I explain away that performance for Ottawa, similar to what I talked about with the Islanders. Ottawa was coming back from that Western Canadian swing. Maybe that first game back's a little sluggish. I think the Devils have their hands full tonight. When are the Edmonton Oilers going to win again? They've dropped four in a row. They'll take on the Chicago Blackhawks. The Blackhawks played an emotional game last night. Oilers got to take advantage of this. I mean, I know Edmonton is banged up they're playing without one of their key players in in in, in but I'm sorry 1 and 4 with so many expectations you're seeing Toronto with the exact same expectations in the east take off it's time for Edmonton to find their groove. Maybe they can do it tonight against the Chicago team that played last night. Avalanche starting to come back to earth with a couple of losses in a row. They'll take on a blues team that went from Chicago to Colorado, so maybe a chance for the Avalanche to take advantage of that. I'm anxious to see the Hurricanes two, one, and one, take on a Flames team at 4-2-0. Flames have not played since Saturday, and we'll see if Carolina can continue what they're doing out west. And then the Coyotes still the only team in the National Hockey League without a win. And 5 one will take on the Dallas Stars, who've been very average this year in many different ways at 3-3 and on the season. Let's hear from you. Many people want to chime in. At Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. So let's see what you have to say. Haywood W. says, uh, Coach A.V. might have run his course with the Rangers. Sometimes the message falls on deaf ears. It's still too early for rough." This might be a year to retool and hope to find the next big talent. Um, I have not heard anything, and I, I'm close to the Rangers, obviously, and I would tell you if I knew anything about A.V. being in trouble other than what people would look at, 1-5-1 and one to start the season, their worst start since 1980. I mean, all of the, the, the clues are there, but I, I am not getting any kind of sense that they're going to do anything drastic. I think A.V. is a terrific coach. But you're right, you get into that fifth year, sometimes the message does get lost. We'll see. I think there's some time here, but time can run out pretty quickly. Islanders tonight, Nashville a a Saturday afternoon, tilt of the Garden. Uh, We'll see. Chris Moore says, do the Rangers need a shakeup to eliminate country club atmosphere that has them coming out flat game after game? Well, country club atmosphere would apply that they don't care, that they're laid back. Uh, I think everybody senses the urgency around this team because it's a win-now team, and the window is closing. You've got a goaltender that's going to turn 36 in March. Rick Nash isn't getting any younger. McDonough and Stahl aren't getting any younger. So I would think there'd be a sense of urgency. But, Chris, you're right. They've gotten off to sluggish starts, give up a goal the first minute against the Blues, give up a goal in the first minute uh, the other night against Pittsburgh. Uh, They've played some of their worst periods, and when they played their best period on Saturday against the Devils, they didn't score and they lost the game anyway. So whether it's a slow start, whether it's slow finishes, this team over the first seven games has yet to play 60 minutes of hockey. We know that if they play 60 minutes of hockey, they can win. When is that going to happen? Uh, Al says, just a wild thought. Hank to Vegas for whoever. Uh, haven't looked at contracts yet because I'm unsure. Crazy or no? I don't think Vegas is going to get into bringing that kind of salary in. I understand flurries on IR, they believe in Malcolm Suman. Bringing on that kind of a contract is tough for a team that's not a win now team. They can say, wait a minute, Vegas has won five of their first six. Why would they not be a win now team? George McPhee has shown a lot of patience. I'm not sure he wants to get into that dance. It's not a reflection on Lundquist, it's the amount of money and the cap hit that that kind of acquisition can make. We talked about it earlier in the week. It's building in front of your goaltender, not throwing a lot of money at a goaltender. Uh, Plus, I'm not sure the Rangers want to see that happen. Uh, They've built a lot around this guy. I think they see value in. Lundquist playing his entire career with the New York Rangers. I'm not sure as much as maybe it makes sense financially for them to part ways with Hank. I don't think that's um, ever going to be happening. Jack says, hi, Don. What do you make of Marlowe's impact in Toronto? Three goals, two assists, and seven games played this season. Marlowe has made an impact Obviously, statistically, with the the stats that you just threw out. But look at their lineup. Last year, the trading deadline, they went out and got Brian Boyle because he had some experience in the postseason. Now you bring in a Marlowe. Now he has not won a cup, but he's playing a ton of conference finals, playing a Stanley Cup final just a couple of years ago. That was a team that needed some veteran presence. Edmonton has it with Lucic. Now – They're hoping that Marlowe can be that for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I think he has been just absolutely spectacular uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Chris says, Flyers play Nashville for the last time this season tonight and don't play Pittsburgh until November 27th. Any idea why? Well, the reason why is Philadelphia went out west. So they started their season in the west, on the West, and then as they were coming back, they saw the value in letting them play Nashville on their way back, and then Nashville just happens to be here in the East to play the Rangers, to play the Flyers. So it's just one of those quirks in the schedule. I think you like the idea of getting out of the way with some of these really good teams. You might be catching Nashville at the right time rather than later in the year, and certainly I thought that was a really good bonding moment early in the season to play out West. So I, I, it may look like it's a negative, like the – um organization really kind of stuck it uh, to the Philadelphia Flyers, but they're 4-2. They're back home and I think uh, this is a really good thing that's happened uh, to them because they survived it. And I think Philadelphia is in that conversation now. We've talked about this many times before. Boston, the Islanders, Florida, Philadelphia, all those teams that they can finish in the playoffs are just out. So all the points that you can get and they've got plenty of games with the Metropolitan Division and the Eastern Conference certainly uh, coming up. Uh, Zach believes. The biggest problem has been with the New York Rangers' slow starts and puck management, especially tonight against the Islanders. Don't give away extra chances. As we mentioned, 23 turnovers, 11 in the first period against Pittsburgh. Don't give the Islanders that kind of an opportunity. There's some talent on this team, certainly not to the level of Pittsburgh, but certainly there's guys like Tavares, like Ladd, that could certainly take advantage of turnovers. Chimera has always been a thorn in the side of the Rangers, so... Certainly, that's something to be uh, looking out for. Islanders puck, uh, uh, the Rangers puck protection tonight is going to be very, very key. Thor says, really looking forward to the Islanders-Rangers game tonight and listening to your pregame breakdown. Thanks. Well, Dan Gross is going to have the pregame breakdown on seven hundred and ten WOR. I'm going to get a chance to do the play-by-play. I'm really looking forward uh, to that. So, Got a lot of Ranger people that chime in. I want everybody else in the NHL to chime in as well. I'll sit here and I'll do an hour on the podcast if I want to get to everybody's uh, chance to tweet. I know there's a lot of Ranger fans, Devil fans, Islander fans, because we based this podcast out of New York and it originally started as a local podcast. But this is for everybody in the NHL. So if you don't think your team is getting serviced, if you don't think your team's getting talked about enough, at Don Lagreca, hashtag game misconduct. I watch all the games. I follow all the teams as much as I can. I'll give you my two cents on everything that's going on in the National Hockey League. So if you want to talk about your team, I don't care if it's Philadelphia, Calgary, Edmonton, Vegas, Carolina, Tampa, whoever it is. At Don LaGreca, hashtag Misconduct and we'll have some fun with that. All right, so a lot to get into tomorrow. We'll have our top five. We'll recap a slew of games today, and we'll also preview the games coming up not only on Friday, where there's a ton, uh, but also a big weekend in the sport as we're getting deeper and deeper into the year now, and we're starting to see what these teams are all about, some good, some bad. So we'll dive into it coming up tomorrow on Friday's show. At Don LaGreca, hashtag Misconduct. This was the Thursday edition of the aforementioned Game Misconduct. Thanks for listening to the Game Misconduct Podcast. Looking for more Don LaGreca? Hear him on the Michael K. Show weekdays from 3 to 7 p.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York and worldwide on the ESPN app. And don't forget to subscribe to the Game Misconduct Podcast on the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.